Hey guys, it's me, Overreactor. I am really excited uh, to be here with you again today. I had this episode all scheduled and ready to launch it this morning, but before I did, I was just, you know, drinking my coffee and checking my email and blah, blah, blah. And I had an email from a skater in Australia. Thank you, Atomic Cherry. She messaged me because she, she I guess, is coming back from retirement of skating and wanted to refresh herself on the rules and she found this podcast which is so exciting that people in Australia are listening and um she liked the silly song I did I did that like remake to the last kiss Pearl Jam song and she wanted to like do her own version of it so of course I sent her the lyrics and already she posted a video of herself doing it online and so I thought okay let me come back and re-record a little intro for this before I post it because I want you all to go and check that out because um, she's an amazing singer and she plays the guitar and how fun is that? So if anyone else wants to like do a little spin on, on that or whatever, feel free. This is like everything I'm doing outside of reading the rules is like just for funsies. And, I mean, reading the rules and knowing the rules is fun, too. But, yeah, just have fun with all of that. And that inspired me to make up some more songs and um, and things like that. So stay tuned. If you want to see Atomic Cherry doing that song, you can go to my Instagram, which is Actor on Instagram. And let me see if I could pull up her Instagram real quick. Oh, dude, bro. You hear dude, bro? He loves to sit in my lap when I'm recording podcasts. So that's a thing. Atomic Cherry 88 That is her Instagram. I'm going to follow her back right now. There we go. Um, yeah, so go ahead to Instagram, Atomic Cherry 88 or Overreactor to watch that really fun and lovely video. I know the last few weeks I've been just like, down to business. Let's just jump right into the rules. And I haven't taken the time to kind of like chit chat and say what's going on or whatever. It's just, you know, this summer in particular for me was very, very busy. And I am a teacher by day. So now the school year has started up again. So I am, uh, you would think I would be more busy during the school year, which I guess in a way I am, but I get more of a routine going. So that's, that's nice because uh, I need a little structure in my life. To, to keep up with all the fun things I'm doing. I've not been super great at keeping up with um, posting things on Instagram. I'm working to be more consistent, but like you guys know, you get what you get. And if I have to be consistent on one thing, I want it to be this podcast. So I just, it really warms my heart, um, Atomic Jerry, that you, that you liked it and that you sang the song about it. And that was so much fun. Oh, there was another thing I wanted to talk about before we jump into the rules. There is this other roller derby podcast that's, I think it's been around for a while. It's one of the first derby podcasts I found when I was looking for roller derby podcasts, and it's called Power Through the Fourth Whistle, the most recent episode, and it was about like changing your mindset and uh, limiting beliefs, and, and it made me think about, you know, all the different aspects of roller derby and how as people... We need to bring all these aspects together during game day, no matter what 
role you play in the game, whether it's a referee and an NSO, a skater, a coach, an announcer, all of that. I feel like I've seen a lot of mental and emotional exercises, like why meditation is so important for these competitive sports. And there's, of course, the physical aspect. And you could find all kinds of information on different physical exercises and even the kinds of nutrition that you need. In fact, one of the skaters at the league here in my area, her name is Bet Your Bollocks. She, like, is really passionate about educating the league about, you know, nutrition and what to put in your body to give you energy and those kinds of things. And and in this podcast, Power Through the Fourth Whistle, uh, she talked about, like, the teamwork aspect and how, you know, communicating as a team is really important and I want to eventually do a podcast episode about the teamwork aspects that the referees have because we have our own unique little communication system and everyone's responsible for different things. But I don't want to get into that right now. I want to get through all the rules before I go into those kinds of, of things. And I feel like what's unique about this podcast is it brings into aspect the rules of the game because all those things can come together but if you don't know the rules of the game you're playing or the game you're officiating like you're screwed and you're going to get all these penalties and you're going to get fouled out because of all the penalties and this one little aspect of the sport reminded me of this video I saw and it was a football thing and I'm not super into football I watch like the Saints play because I'm from Louisiana, but like that's about it. And anyone who knows anything about football will recall the, I guess it was the playoffs for the Super Bowl last season. There was a no call on some face hit and everyone was all upset, especially here in Louisiana. People are just outraged about this no call situation. And another referee in my area made a post on social media about like, oh, roller derby, guess what? They've got official reviews that teams could call if there's a no-call situation. And I thought that was like a really cool thing about Derby. That being said, I, I remembered this video I saw of, I think it was like the Green Bay Packers. It was just like a YouTube clip of one of their football player guys. Someone kicked the ball and it was like bouncing along the ground. And this guy was like, the green guy was like, the only one kind of in the area. And so as the ball is kind of bouncing around, he intentionally steps out of bounds and then throws himself down on the ball. And the announcers were saying something about like, oh, wow, he took advantage of this very obscure rule that applied to football that if you're out of bounds and you touch a kick ball, then it counts as the 40-yard line or something. Football fans, you'll know. I'm not, uh, this is not a football podcast. It's a roller derby podcast. But the point of it being is that it's so exciting to see a player know the rules of their sport so intimately that in that one moment, that football guy was able to like recall that one unique situation and know exactly what to do to benefit his team. And so I'm curious if you guys have ever seen or have participated in some kind of situation in roller derby where you used the rules in a legal manner to benefit your team. I know, uh, I remember hearing all these more veteran officials talk about how pulling skaters back when you knock them out of bounds used to not be a thing. I only started in 2015, so anything prior to that I'm I'm not as familiar with. And, uh, and the first time someone saw this happen, a skater 
knocking someone out and then skating clockwise in order to draw the other skater backwards was like, whoa, what's happening? Because that skater was using the rules to their advantage. There was nothing illegal about doing that. And in fact, it was like strategy changing. And while this official timeout podcast is not about strategy per se, maybe I could do an episode on strategies later. Maybe as a referee, I don't, I'm not responsible to like come up with strategies, but it does fascinate me to think about scenarios. Okay. This was way longer of an intro than I intended, but I just was so excited by Atomic Cherry's email, and that was just really sweet that I wanted to just come back in after work today and record this this, um, bonus intro. And all right, with that being said, let's go ahead and jump on into the next section of the rules. Hey, it's me again, Overreactor. Let's get right on into the next section of the WFTDA rulebook, all about the rules of roller derby. This week, we are going to be in section 4.2.4. This section goes over other illegal procedures. So here's the rule. Skaters who violate the rules of the game should be penalized if the violation has a significant impact on the game. Examples of this are listed in the Rules of Flat Track Roller Derby Casebook. However, skaters and officials should work to ensure that the rules are followed as swiftly as possible and to rectify any illegal or potentially illegal play before it has sufficient impact on the game to warrant penalization. Nevertheless, if a technical violation by one team results in an advantage, this should be penalized. Okay, let's go on over to the casebook. Okay, in the casebook, section 4.2.4 regarding other illegal procedures. Here's a little review. Skaters who violate the rules of the game should be penalized if the violation has a significant impact on the game. Scenario C4.2.4.A. White captain is not visibly wearing a C. They signal for a team timeout to be called. The outcome. The officials grant the team timeout. White captain is penalized. The rationale. Despite not visibly wearing a C, the captain retains the privilege of calling a team timeout. Officials should grant this request if they have a team timeout remaining. However, exercising a privilege of the captain while not visibly displaying a C warrants a penalty. Keep in mind, this same principle should be applied to a designated alternate not wearing an A. If the designated alternate is not a skater, the penalty is issued to the captain. Scenario C4.2.4.B. White captain calls an official review. Officials grant their request. Red designated alternate, while not visibly displaying an A, conferences with the head referee during the official review. The outcome. No penalty. The rationale. Red designated alternate's failure to visibly display an A while conferencing for an official review does not meaningfully affect the game nor warrant a penalty. Scenario C4.2.4.C. While seated in the penalty box, white blocker removes their mouth guard. 
They are instructed to stand by a penalty box official, and they do so without putting their mouth guard back into their mouth. White Blocker skates to the corner of the box and is instructed that their penalty is done. They put their mouth guard back into their mouth and return to play. The outcome, no penalty. The rationale, players are allowed to have their mouth guard out while in the box, regardless of whether they are standing or sitting. Keep in mind, if White Blocker leaves the box without putting their mouth guard back in, even if they put it back in before they return in bounds, this should result in a penalty. Scenario C4.2.4.D. Red Jammer arrives at the penalty box for a penalty, sits, is told to stand 20 seconds later, and stands. They then watch the scoreboard and count down 10 seconds and leave the box without being told to do so by the official. The outcome, Red Jammer should be penalized if they left the box even a fraction of a second early. Rationale. If a Red Jammer's time had completed and they had not been released, this would be an officiating error and the Red Jammer should not be punished for it. However, leaving the box early without good reason should always be penalized. Keep in mind, if an official had told the Red Jammer their time was up, Red Jammer had a good reason to leave the penalty box early. Scenario C4.2.4.E White blocker is seated in the penalty box and asks someone on the bench to toss them their water bottle. A teammate on the bench throws a full bottle of water at white blocker who catches it just before it strikes a penalty box official in the face. The outcome, whoever threw the water bottle should be penalized. If the team's staff threw the bottle, the team's captain should be penalized. Officials should warn the white team that throwing things around is dangerous. On a future offense, the thrower of the water bottle should be expelled. The rationale? This action is unsafe and thus inappropriate. Keep in mind, if the water bottle had hit the official forcibly and unexpectedly, the thrower should be expelled on the first offense. Scenario C4 Point two point four point F. White blocker, who is seated in the penalty box serving a penalty, is talking with their captain, who is hovering near the penalty box boundary. While communicating, said captain shifts their weight, and one skate rolls over the penalty box boundary line and back. The outcome. No penalty. While the captain is not allowed to enter the box, this entry was brief and the captain did not enter fully. Partial entry to the box is not penalized. Keep in mind, if the captain or any unpenalized skater or team staff fully enters the box and communicates with a penalized skater or interferes with normal penalty box operation, they should be assessed a penalty. Keep in mind, if the captain or any unpenalized skater or team staff had passed through the box without interacting with their penalized teammate or interrupting the operation of the box, no penalty should be assessed even if the captain or a skater or team staff had fully entered the box. So that's all the scenarios for Section 4.2.4, Other Illegal Procedures. From what I'm gathering from this, mostly they just want the game to go on without as many stops and interruptions, but they want it to happen in a safe and legal manner. 
So there seems to be a lot of leniency for these kinds of things. Like, okay, whatever. Like, you accidentally rolled in the box for a second, but nothing happened. And uh, also a big takeaway from this episode is just don't throw stuff around. Like, don't throw water bottles. I'm assuming this uh, rule extends to things like helmets and skates and um, tools, like your wheel tools. And probably don't throw um, anything, really. Um, Yeah, let's just, like, keep our things to ourselves and not strike officials with them. And that would, like, help the gameplay happen much more safely. (laughs) Okay, you guys. I am really excited to be back in a schedule with the school year, getting this done. And if you enjoy this podcast, it would really help me out if you would go ahead and leave a little review. And it just makes me so excited whenever, like, people leave reviews and stuff. I feel like, oh, okay, people are actually getting something out of this. And that's always exciting. And also, if there's, like a really tricky situation that you encountered and you're like, what is the rule about this? Like, this is what happened? This is how they called it? Let me know. You can, um, you can, I think you can send me like a voice memo through the Anchor podcasting app or maybe there's a link in wherever you're listening to this. I think you can send voice memos to me. And uh, you could also email me at ovaryactor at gmail.com. That's O-V-A-R-Y-A-C-T-O-R at gmail.com. And um, yeah, if there's just like a crazy situation, if I don't know the answer, I'll confer with my mentor referees and see if we can come up with uh, answers to any kind of tricky situation that maybe hasn't been covered in the casebook yet that I've gone through, or maybe you've tried to look it up and you can't find it. So yeah, that'll be fun. All right, you guys, have a good one. I'll talk at ya later. Bye-bye.